back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dignitaries of all of Boku, I give you many thanks for your attendance here tonight. Sitting comfortably in your seats, you stare up at the stage as a spotlight embraces a young half-elf man dressed in the finest of ceremonial Bokuian ministry robes. A brilliant silky white with a two-toned sash of sapphire blue and emerald green draped over one shoulder. Beside him stands a beautiful, auburn red-haired halfling woman wearing a stunning turquoise blue velvet gown with a shimmering red, deep red lining that accentuates her collarbone and hangs loosely over her shoulders. You would have to live under a rock and deep, deep under the ground to not recognize the newly appointed Minister of Free Expression, Alfred Vander, and his wife, Uona. Having defeated his opponent, Theobald Hast, in a rather fierce and somewhat nasty campaign, Alfred has invited many of the delegates around Boku to the opening night of he and his wife's new play, Hugh the Musical, The Tale of Aquilius Cadencia. Anyone that is anyone is in attendance for the performance this evening. As you look around at some of the other patrons in the theaters, you recognize many faces, some you're surprised to see. Candace Silverbottom, a well-known actress who, to most of Boku's shock, was not picked for the leading role of Alara Vander. She had made her dislike of the situation very well known and has publicly stated the show will most likely be dead in a week. Jackson Carmier is also in attendance. A rich but albeit shady individual. Rumor has it that Jackson all but runs the underbelly of Boku, however, always just seems to stay ahead of the law. Even Theobald Hast himself is in attendance tonight. One can only assume he's here to show face, as he glares back towards Alfric, speaking, which speaks so many words. Before we begin tonight's performance, I'd like to say a few thank yous and recant the prelude to tonight. As sung by many bards throughout the lands of Qatar, tonight is to give honor and commemoration of arguably the greatest artist our fair city has ever known, Quilius Cadencia. However, aside from his creations, Little is known of the man himself. In fact, it took my wife and I many sleepless nights researching tonight's honorary. And the more we learned, the more admiration for the individual he was grew. In fact, I believe it would be safe to say that had, he, had we lived in the same time period, I might not have been my beautiful wife's first choice. A small rumble of laughter hums from the audience as Alfred smiles towards Uona as she looks down and blushes slightly. 
Tonight, we hope to do justice in telling his tale. I'd like to thank each of our tonight's performers for their incredibly hard work put in leading up to this point. I'd like to thank our host for the evening, Duran Juniper, for allowing us the usage of his great theater. Alfric motions towards the front row as the spotlight hits a plump dragonborn man as he stands and addresses the audience with a wave. And lastly, I'd like to thank two people whom without tonight, without their help, tonight would have never happened. Their assistance in our research was keystone to make this performance happen. Alfred motions to the balcony. Our first grand ministers and my loving grandparents, Alara and Lucy Vander, as he says this, cheers erupt from the crowd as many leap to their feet and turn towards the balcony. The spotlight catches two outstretched elderly hands waving to the masses from over the balcony railing. The attention is once again drawn back to Alfric and Uona. A hundred years ago, Quilius disappeared. But thirty years before that, he truly lived. And with that, cue the musical. Another round of applause as the two walk backstage. The lights within the auditorium dim as the curtain opens. The first scene you see is two young boys, one dressed all in a lavender purple, who seems to be strumming on a near-broken lute. The other dances about and sings along the best he can, tripping over his own feet, allowing a small green streak of hair to fall in front of his face. As you continue to watch, the hours pass, until you get to the climactic moment of the performance. A large group of individuals on the stage battle against a strange creature from the Nine Hells. Dressed in almost a court jester's apparel, the last moment is of a gray-haired man thrusting his sword through the chests of this court jester as he falls down dead. The character you've been watching, known as Maxon, yells out, The portal! Someone must close the portal! As he says this, a few of the undead soldiers sit up and begin snapping their fingers. The portal, the portal, we gotta close the portal. The portal, the portal, we gotta close the portal. As they do, a bolsterous young man steps forward, wearing a strange coat of armor. One that you've learned the name is Ollie. He puffs out his chest as he bellows out loudly, I will walk through the portal. The other members of the cast gasp. The character known as Eli throws the back of his hand to the top of his forehead and faints backwards. But before he does, the silver-haired individual 
speaks up once again. Um, you know that uh, my uh, shade can go ahead and uh, walk through the portal. <laughs> no one pays him much attention at all. But then the actor playing Quilius steps forward. No, not today, friends. For I will step through the portal. As he says this, you see a blur fall down from the top as a sickening thud hits the theater. The rest of the cast now looks aghast and begins to pull back, unsure of what's happening in front of them. Clearly, this was not part of the production. A few of the members of the audience begin to stand up. As you look back, you see a single individual now walking quickly towards the front of the stage. Most of you would recognize Inspector Moorcroft. As he quickly rushes up onto the stage, a few guards come flanking in on either direction. There's a hush over the crowd as he looks at the body now lying on the center of the stage. He murmurs something, unable to be heard by the audience, to some of the guards. Before he quickly stands up again, brushing off his overcoat. Not to worry tonight, folks. Just seems that one of the stagehands has had a little bit of an accident. There's no need to panic, but we're going to close down the proceedings a little bit early tonight. If you'll kindly, in a fashionable manner, make your way out into the reception hall. The guards will let you out shortly in a civilized fashion. As he says this, the house lights begin to come back up. Many people, showing not much concern, stand and begin to walk back towards the reception area. You as well stand from your seating and follow along with the crowd. As you stand out in the reception area, it is loud with commotion, some rumors flying about. Suddenly the door from the theater swings open again. As Inspector Mordock, with two guards behind him, begin to make their way over to a couple standing next to one another. One an older lady, the other most likely a middle-aged man. Sam, would you please go ahead and introduce and describe your character to us? Oh, I'm playing Sam again. He is more of your outback country folk. He's wearing his nicer cotton trench coat with his button-up tie with his little string string tie. He has his hat on inside that he carries. He wears a nice big old cowboy hat there and nice little six-shooter on his side. And beside, beside me is my ma right next to me. Decided to take her out for a nice uh, theater show. And would his lovely mother, Abigail, like to introduce and describe herself? Oh, thank, thank you, Sam, for taking me out on this, on this lovely night on the town. What, what, what's everybody saying? I can't quite hear what's, what's going on. 
Well, they haven't quite told us what's going on yet. Right now, everything's just calming down. So, oh, all right, thanks, Sam. Don't get all you too just... worked up. You don't want your blood pressure to get too high. Oh, you're always taking good care of me, Sammy. Sammy boy. Um, so you see, you just see this old old lady. She's got um, hair just like this, coincidentally. Um, <laughs> she's got glasses on nice little, you know, those little, I don't even know what they're called, the chain things. So, you know, she doesn't misplace them. Um, she is dressed dapper, but conservative, of course. Uh, and she has got a, uh, a walker um, that is it looks classy it's uh silver but also has gold detailing on it uh, nice. also human human yeah human human, human looking yeah human 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 human, human. <laughs> very human <laughs> as you stand conversing with one another you watch as inspector moorcroft makes his way over to you ah begging your pardon Mr. and Mrs. Winchester. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a problem that I believe individuals of your specialty might be able to help with. Mm. <laughs> well, you know we're always willing to help. You just let us know what we can do to get this thing uh, wrapped up for you. He tips a hat towards you. I, I appreciate it kindly. If you could make your way back into the theater, meet me up on the stage in about five minutes' time. It, uh, we we just get uh, b backstage passes, Sammy? Oh, we sure did, Ma. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so exciting! I'd never be more excited in my whole life! It's all right, we it's all right, folks. She's just a very little... <laughs> Uh, excited okay. about the idea of going to the theater. I'd ask that you keep this a, a little on the hush, please. Get my hat. Thank you, right, kindly. We gotta, we gotta keep it down. Don't oh. draw attention to ourselves, I, and we'll just make our way to the stage, right? All right, I'll hear you. I, you take my one arm, and and now oh. use the other arm on, on the walker. All right. I, I give about my shoulder out, so, so she can hold on. Let's go, Ma. You're a good son, Sam. <laughs> You're a good son. If you'll excuse me, I have a few other people I must speak with first. For Inspector Mordak, Moorcroft walks through the crowd, murmurs still following behind him, some keeping an eye on him, while others pay no attention at all. He approaches another group, as he excuses two of the ladies that seem to be conversing with the two gentlemen. It's a pleasure to see you both. I believe I might be a little over my head in this one. I need the likes of the two of you. Are you willing to help? Hemlock, if you'll please introduce and describe your character for us. Well, you see, Himlock stands about six feet tall, takes off his deerstalker cap, and he has slicked back brown shoulder-length hair. Oh, the way some striking features. He has some piercing green eyes and almost a hawk-like nose with pencil-thin lips and a narrow face. Uh, his black Ivaness cape covers a small tweed suit with a 
houndstooth pattern and he looks over to the inspector and he says i was waiting for you inspector yes weren't we winston i'm sure you were can't put anything past you two can i as he looks towards your assistant or partner ron if you'd go ahead and introduce and describe your character for us Holmes, you promised me this would be my one vacation day of the year. What you see is a short-haired, red-haired dwarf with a long mustache, uh, proper fitting clothes, and a bit sweaty at the moment. Well, I appreciate... I, I know that look in your eye. Well, it's, uh, it's as you'd probably presume, but I don't want to get into too much detail while we're out in the publics. Naturally. Of course. And Ron, I'm ever so grateful that you're willing to take the time off tonight to help me out. Well, frankly, he has no choice. <laughs> isn't that the truth? Uh, Mr. Combs, you're, uh, you're an odd one, but brilliant. Yes. And that's why I need you. If you could meet me back within the theater, about five minutes time. And please keep it between us. Don't raise an alarm or panic amongst the other patrons. You have my you try word. to behave yourself, Combs. You know I can't say no to a good time. I'll leave it to you then, gentlemen. He turns and begins to walk away from Mr. Winston and Mr. Combs. Lastly, one individual, slightly standing to himself off in the corner, eyeing around the room, cautiously, inquisitively. He walks up to the halfling. Now, Shav... I know this is an orthodox, and you and I have had our differences in the past. But I ask of your assistance tonight, on behalf of not only myself, but all of Boku. I know you are a patriot as much as you are some of the other things. I'd appreciate your help. Chav, if you could please introduce and describe your character for us. Yes, uh, halfling, uh, two foot eleven, so just very, very low in the crowd. Uh, you would have seen him standing on his seat to watch the performance. Uh, blue eyes. Uh, is, he's dressed well, but his clothes are obviously older and a little dusty, almost like he bought them for a wedding a while back, and he pulled them out just for tonight. And uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's just kind of mumbling to himself. I hope I can get a, a bit of a refund. We didn't get to finish the show. Looking, and he's looking around, trying to find like somewhere he can get his money back for the show. Okay. Uh, he's got long, long, uh, dark hair, almost down to his shoulders, uh, pulled pulled back. I'll make sure that you're fairly compensated for your time, as well as receiving your money back. But it's of the utmost importance that you join me in the theater in about five minutes' time. We've got. Are they starting the show again? Because uh, that would be nice. I, I didn't get my money back yet. 
Yes, Shav. We'll we'll make sure that you get your money back. Okay. Just go thank, ahead and thank you. F- come and join me in the theater uh, in five okay. minutes. Okay. Uh, right, right away. God, you're an odd one. Or, or should I wait five minutes? Uh, Could I go now? You'll figure it out on your own. As he turns with a little bit of dismay, shaking his head and walks away from you. The sound of the door closing behind him is the last that many hear. A short time goes by before you all begin to make your way into the theater proper. You see now a number of guards positioned all over the theater, many more than what you had seen originally. They all seem to be searching, combing through each one of the seats some looking around the back of the stage, under curtains, pulling ropes. And in the center stage, still the body lies directly in front of Inspector Moorcroft, scratching his head in confusion and wonderment. Oi, I'm glad you're all here. I'm sure many of you know each other, or have at least heard of each other before. As you finally make your way onto the stage, now looking down, able to see the face of the body directly, you stare back in a little bit of shock as the now deceased face of Duran Juniper The theater owner lies directly in front of you. As you can see, this isn't necessarily just a stagehand who had an accident. We're not sure exactly what happened here. As you can see, and he crouches down, he points out a large tear within the man's chest, bearing almost as deep as able to see his ribcage. We've had a murder here tonight. And knowing all of your specialties, I need some assistance on this one. I just don't understand. We haven't found any clues as of yet. The strangest thing is that there's no blood. That is very strange. Yes. May I look at the body? Of course. Thank you. And um, Ron will go down on one knee by the body, sort of uh, roll up his sleeves, casting guidance on myself. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to try to determine why there wouldn't be any blood or if he can like figure out maybe what the murder weapon was. Okay. For that, I'm going to say by, go ahead and make a medicine check for me. Oh, you got it. <laughs> it's a 15 plus 7 plus 4. 26. 26. <laughs> really high for me. <laughs> <laughs> As you stare down at the body, while... You do take note of the wound. It doesn't look like it was ripped. 
per se. The edges of the wound aren't necessarily jagged, more of a straight cut, indicating that some type of blade had done this to him. And with your superior intelligence, you can easily determine that there's only one reason why there would be no blood. That this, or anywhere close to this, was the actual scene of the murder. My well, God, goes. What you see over there, boy? What? Please, please, no. ma- madam. What? A moment. What is it, All Winston? Combs, right. it would appear that the murder must have happened just here, with a blade of some kind. What do you yes. make of it? Uh, Heimlock looks up, and uh, he wants to just kind of see if the, the scaffolding above, see if there's any sort of sign of uh, anything that's broken or has fallen apart. So I'm just going to do an investigation, if that's all right with you. Absolutely. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me. Well, that was terrible. Um, That was a 18. 18. As you peer up to the darkness of the catwalks above, it's very difficult to see as it's easily 20, maybe 30 feet high. From what you can see, though, there doesn't seem to be any broken pieces or areas of the catwalk that are missing. The only thing you can notice is the railings, scaffolding itself, and a few chains that hang downward. However, as you look upward, you could swear there's a distinct smell of sulfur in the air. Inspector, you've not let anyone else out of this building, have you? No, we've kept everybody closed in. You're welcome to speak to any of the individuals out there. I'd in fact encourage it. A few of the stage hands are still backstage, as well as the performers, if you wish to speak to any of them. Consider this an open investigation that you're free to roam around in. There's only one thing that I ask of you. If you find anything, don't touch it, don't move it, don't do anything but report it back to myself and myself only. We don't need to tamper with the crime scene and ruin the investigation. Mm-mm. Understood, Inspector. Winston, did you hear that? Yes, yes, I certainly did. I'm gonna cast channel, or I'm gonna channel divinity to read his surface thoughts. So I need a, I don't know, this guy's giving me a vibe. Wisdom, saving throw, please. Uh, He wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, object to it at this point. Okay, okay, so just whatever surface thoughts he has on his, on his head right now. You reach into the man's mind, focusing, staring him directly in the eyes, and find that bond and tether where consciousness meet. As soon as you make that connection, it's frantic. 
inside. Many of the swirling thoughts revolve around thinking of many of the potential culprits that it could have been. He worries about the fact that this was the opening night of the new Minister of Free Expression's play, and how this will look from a political perspective as well. But one resounding thought that encompasses everything is his fear and concern for the other patrons inside of the theater. Okay. Does this gentleman have any known enemies that would want to make such a public display like this? Well, I can tell you this. On stage, Duran was a public servant dedicated to the arts. But behind the curtain was still a man of vices. Gambling, drinking, companionship beyond his wife. And with his recent dip into the political financier sector, he probably wasn't short of any enemies. Now, rumor on the street was that he also wasn't in the best of financial positions lately. Although he had some renovations recently done to the theater, no one's exactly sure where he got the money from. So who stands to get the theater now that he's out of the way? Well, most likely his wife. Look, looking up at the uh, the the scaffolding there, is is it does it lead off any stairs with doors, or is it is it just open for anybody to go up? Um, go ahead and actually, you you could probably see from where you're standing right now that on either sides of the wings there are ladders that reach up to the catwalks. As you seem to be eyeing them down. The inspector turns towards you. Hey, we've looked up there too already. It's the only way up and down. The two ladders you see on either side. Are the, are the ladders on the sides of the stage? So they're, they'd be in the wings, so just, the wings, just beyond the actual where you could see from the stage. So stage or wing right, wing left. Sure. Well, then somebody, somebody from the crew of the cast must have seen somebody... They would have had to walk right past them. Well, like I said, you're welcome to speak with any potential people, either backstage, front stage, or anyone out in the reception area. Can I go and examine this wound to, to try to determine the, the length of the blade? Did somebody do this with a, with a sharp dagger? that could be concealed easily? Was it, was it a, like a sword? I'd say go ahead and make a medicine check for me. I'm not, a, I'm not above putting my fingers into the wound to measure. <laughs> All right, in that case, uh, roll with advantage for me. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, it's going to be... Oh, sorry. It's going to uh, be my... <laughs> It's going to be a 17. 17. 
As Chavi reaches down and begins to probe with his fingers inside the open wounds, you hear the squishing and spurting of what's left of the fluids inside the man's body. Now, it is a little bit difficult to determine how deep the wound was, but you guess probably a larger blade would have done this. Mm. Could have been a dagger with a longer blade. Mm. From your best estimates, it would be at least nine or ten inches. Slightly above average. Not easily... Ah, okay. Uh, I'm going to make my way... Uh, oh, he, he wipes his fingers off on... on uh... On the on the clothing of the, the body, it's 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 he's he doesn't he doesn't need them, and it's ripped. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way through the through the cast and 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 crew that are kind of there, and just see what I can what I can see. I just want to observe clothing bulges in clothing like stuff that's you know people avoiding eye contact, just just the general sense of the crowd. As you look upon the crowd, there is clearly a sense of fear and panic within their eyes. Many of the performers huddled together, some weeping from the spectacle they've just bared witness to. A few of the stagehands off to the sides, you can hear them kind of talking back and forth to one another, sometimes occasionally looking over their shoulder at your group as well as the performers. I'll go back over to our friends. Um, would, would, would of you mind accompanying me? Uh, I don't get a lot of respect from the tall people all the time. Well, I, I'd love to, to come as long as you don't mind. It. I'm a little slow with my walker and Sam's gonna, Sammy boy. He's the smartest boy that I know. So if you're okay if Sammy boy comes too, I'd love to come with you. Uh, Sam's pretty big. He's like a pretty big dude, right? He's yeah, about six foot, average. Yeah, that, that would be great. Please, uh, I'm gonna lead them over to the to the group that was kind of eyeballing us and chatting amongst themselves. Okay. As you make your way over, you see three younger men that look to be no more than seventeen to twenty-ish ranging between the three. As soon as you begin to make your way over, one of them looks back and then kind of taps on the chests of the others as they both turn, or all three turn to look towards you. Hands behind their back. Hmm. What's all going on over here? Hi, I'm Abigail. Very nice to meet you. Miss Abigail, pleasure to meet you as well. What, what, what are you doing with your hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you hiding there behind your back? With, with our hands. Hiding. It's it's just, <clears throat> you, you know. Oh, this is just a sign of respect. We're just, you know, showing courtesy and, and proper etiquette. <laughs> is he? Uh, so I mimic people. the same, but by doing that, I open up my trench coat a little bit, re revealing my my 
my weapon? Oh, Sa- Sammy boy, <laughs> li- listen here. I taught you better than that to, than to intimidate these nice gentlemen over here. It's called mimicry, Ma. I'm doing the same thing they are. If they say it's a sign of respect, that's what I'm doing. Is is this culturally a sign of respect in Boku? I don't know. <laughs> Not necessarily a, a sign of respect specifically for Boku. It's just kind of a, a well-mannered standing at attention when someone approaches you. However, as Sam pulls his hands back, pushing back his trench coats, revealing the two pieces sitting on the side of his hands, both all three throw up their hands in front. We 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 meant nothing by it. We're, we're very sorry. I, we're happy to answer any questions that you might have, sirs. And, and ma'am. Are we within earshot of this? Uh, sure. th- this is about 10, 15 feet away. So you'd most likely, unless you're paying attention to something else, could overhear this conversation. Winston's still paying attention to the body and kind of looking it up and down still. So Winston ain't oh, here. He's out of earshot. Yeah, he's not paying out attention at all. Staring the, at the his shoelaces. S- the smell of sulfur kind of tipped me off. So now I'm kind of looking around for maybe any infernal markings if i can uh could i do a religion check absolutely and this episode brought to you by religion religion it's a thing that you can go do in your own time on saturday sunday monday any day of the week thanks religion for sponsoring this episode it's a 12 (laughs) thanks religion (laughs) (laughs) the weirdest sponsorship yeah (laughs) yeah uh with a 12 as you look around the stage there's nothing out directly in the open that might indicate anything demonic or infernal otherwise winston did you get the smell of sulfur when you're in here uh no, no, I didn't, didn't pick up on that, but you've always had a better nose than I have. I've used it quite a bit over my, my life. Um, I know about your substance abuse problem. Oh, we don't need to talk about the displacer beast tranquilizers right now. Um, so, uh, I believe this, this has, has some sort of infernal feeling to it. Do you, do, the cuts seem so precise. In a theater, Combs. Is the heart there? Well, let me take a look. Is the heart there? You'll have to reach inside and check. I opened it up All a little right. for you. Oh. <laughs> and he will, if he has to crap a, crack a rib, he will to peer inside. And say, right. That's right. Get in there. Talk about not tampering with evidence. <laughs> there was a corpse open. <laughs> 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 with, with your knowledge of the anatomy of a dragonborn, you quickly reach up inwards on both sides, reaching for the two heart pockets that you know exist within the dragonborn chest. Naturally. As you give it a little bit of a squeeze, mm. they both seem to be there. Um, well, Are they still fun? there, Combs? Um, Perhaps we're going about this all wrong. Do you recall our case in Trellis? The case of the broken necks, the broken necked uh, Luxodon dancer? Yes. <laughs> yes, she used her own trunk, I believe. The murder weapon, murder weapon was her trunk. It was her trunk. Um, but it was a very open and shut case because we did our, that little trick with the 
Maybe we give it a shot. <clears throat> and I'm gonna cast Speak of the Dead <laughs> on the body of the Dragonborn. Okay. You can ask five questions if this works. Okay. As you close your eyes for a moment, holding out your hands, Combs, you see a familiar sight that puts you off ease every time you see it. Knowing your friend for his healing prowess, it's always strange to see the blackish-purple light energies that emanate from his hands as he rests it over top. You can f smell the smell of dead flesh as the, cast, the spell is cast. As he pulls his hands away, a moment passes before the now milky white eyes of the dragon worm snap open. <gasps> right. Let's get the easy one out of the way. Who killed you? <laughs> Perfect. They can only answer questions they know, so who knows? The eyes. Eyes were so red. Red eyes. Red eyes. Let's jotting all this down. Hmm. What was the last thing you saw? Hanging. Hanging. The room was ch changed. Strange. Red walls everywhere. Winston, ask him if he was killed elsewhere than brought here. I'm already deduced that that is not the case. Hmm. But, who gave you the money for the renovations? Come to your theater. Interesting. Have you done anything recently to upset your wife? I always upset my wife. I'll be married. As you <laughs> see, Winston, that's why I'm not married. <laughs> I mean, Holmes, please. I mean, Combs, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, it's my brother. <laughs> Have you had any threats made against your life recently? As he says this, saved a question. his eyes <laughs> find out who it was. <laughs> his eyes lose what little life is left within him as his head plops to the ground. We'll go back to our other three talking to the stagehands. Still throwing their hands up, showing that they mean no harm in any way. Now, now, don't don't be afraid here. My my Sammy boy, he's he's uh got a hard exterior, but on the inside he's sweet as apple pie. So you don't have to be scared. All right, you on the inside, but on the outside you should be scared. Uh, is that what you were saying? Anyway, thanks for that, Mom. What? What? So what did you say? Can you speak up a little louder, sir? <laughs> He stands on his toes and yells it again. <laughs> oh, I, I see. 
Do you think maybe a, a pocket snack would make you feel better? And she'll reach into her pocket and she'll pull out a piece of apple crumble pie. Here. I made it myself. I always sneak in a little food to the to the theater. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'll just take a piece of it. I don't eat. I don't eat that much. Um, um uh, uh, turning back to the boys though. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks, Ma. You're, you're the best. So, did 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 you happen to see anybody sneaking? Poking, cutting. Well, no. One boy, the youngest, steps forward. I, I saw something. I'm not sure what it was. But not poking and prodding, as you say. In the middle of the show, Mr. Juniper got up and went to the back area. I, I, I paid no mind to it at the time. As he usually goes back to his office from time to time. But that was the last time I saw him. We're all wondering, sir, if you could tell us one thing. It's what we were talking about before you came over. Are we... Are we going to still be paid for this evening? This was one of my first questions, was am I going to get my money back for this? Because, you know, you didn't finish the show. I don't think you should be paid. You didn't finish the show. I should get my money back. That's fair, but we we did set up the, the stage and we'll plan to take it down. And... I'm sorry to tell you, but we are oh. not the ones that be asking that question. You'd have to take it up to the head of the, the theater here. And who would that be now? <laughs> I turned uh, just to look at the body <laughs> on the stage. Well, <laughs> that, <is> uh, <laughs> that, that at that moment is probably speaking. <laughs> <laughs> We're just here trying to figure out what happened. So your money situation, unfortunately, is not our problem at the moment. Right. You know what? He, here. And she'll reach into her pocket and give everybody. Boy, <laughs> that that would have been better. <laughs> she gives everybody, the three boys, one gold each. And then each of oh, Werther's original because that's great. Okay. They all look yeah. down at the coin and the Werther's original. Thank you, Mom. Much appreciated. Now, don't go spending that all in one place. You put it away in your in your piggy bank, and and you and you, I don't know. You save up for something real special, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mom. As I chew on the Werther's original original. So the office then is that where he went? Should do tell the inspector and then go check the office, or do we just go and then tell him if we find something? Well, right now, all we know is that he left. As whether or not there, that leads to anything, we don't have anything to report. So why don't we grab our little two detectives over there and maybe go back to the office and together and see if we can actually find some hard evidence to report. Chevy looks over at them and, and chuckles at the thought of them being called little. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, let's go. I, I'll lead the way. Chill. 
Go with her walker. All right, Ma. All right behind you. I'm not behind him. <laughs> it takes you about three hours to get across the stage. <laughs> but finally, you make your way back to Hemlock and Ron. Hello, Winchesters. Shavi. What did yes. you find out? Well, not much, unfortunately. Just Mr. Juniper apparently disappeared right before all the stuff happened. That's about as much as we got. Yes, yes. I mean, we did speak, unfortunately, to the deceased. Ron? Why don't How you, the uh... hell do you do that? Yes, well, no need to worry about that right now. He's wiping blood off his hand. We, I'm unfortunately inclined to believe you this time, Holmes. That seems we may have some infernal situation on our hands. Exactly as I deduced. The smell of sulfur was in the air. Did you not all smell it? No, I thought that was Mrs. Winchester. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Madam Winchester, I'm I'm glad to see you're keeping up with your fiber. Um... (laughs) I always have my my Wheaties in the morning, and and just before we came, we had a very a very nice dinner with green vegetables. Green, you say? <laughs> Lovely. Yes, it, it was. Yep, Mama quite. always raised us on those greens. Oh. Yep. Oh, Mr. This episode sponsored by Green Vegetables. <laughs> Go to your local grocery market and try them. They are delicious. <laughs> Be like Abigail. Eat your greens. <laughs> you um, smell like sulfur. <laughs> so Winston has deduced that where the, the murder took place was in a, a red room. Was it Winston? So, Sorry, I don't speak that someone language. Someone left a dog in the theater. <laughs> we leave this a <laughs> knoll. <laughs> someone leave a knoll in here. We discovered that the deceased saw a red room but judging by the fact that there is no blood on the the well, in this area that the, that the victim died here we were told now explain that to me because usually if whenever I, whenever I shoot somebody the blood is right there so how is the blood not here if the, if the murder took place here I'm a little confused well, on that aspect I, I assume the DM had meant that the blood isn't pooled in a, in a track of any kind and that oh. it's all in one area. It's like un- unzipping a bag but mm. you just don't spill it. I, I, I understood there was like no blood. <laughs> yeah, me, me too but my eyesight's pretty bad these days. <laughs> As did I but I'm coming off a... You suddenly hear a voice on the wind like the universe is speaking to you. There was no so I was correct. Oh, At no all. <laughs> so what, Mr. Winston, what were you uh, dripping off your fingers yeah. there? <laughs> this gut slime? The viscous of a sort from the linings of orchids. It's all very <laughs> medical, you see. Um, <laughs> you clearly would have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe, I'm just going to do a history check and see if I can kind of go through any infernal teachings that I've read, uh, if there's any sort of uh, demons or something that actually take the blood of a slain 
And that, yeah, that is another one. Thank you, Mr. Winchester. Uh, <laughs> do you have experience with that? Uh, for me, that was a terrible 11. 11. Um, going through your mind palace, you've heard many a tale of devils and demons eating the flesh, drinking the blood, keeping the skulls as little ashtrays. But none specifically where it, its whole purpose is to drink the blood of its victims. Hmm. It's just too many to think about. Hmm. Well, well, shall we head back to the back office? That seems to be the only so far lead that we got to start with. And maybe we can hmm. find some evidence there. Maybe yes. it's red. Well, that would be a... We won't know until we find out, Ma. That's so right, my Sammy boy. Now you come here and she'll reach up and pinch his cheek. Ma. Around. <laughs> so I can't love my son in, fr in front of these other lovely gentlemen? All right, Ma. I'm sorry. That's better. That's better, son. <laughs> There's nothing like the love of a good mother. <laughs> I got the best. I don't know I, what I would do without my mom. Oh, Sammy boy, you're gonna make me cry. And she'll turn away and start a head start to the office. It takes her longer. <laughs> Three there days later, you meet up with your mother. At the <laughs> As you all begin to make your way to the back of the theater, well beyond the backstage, you find yourself in front of a door that reads upon it, Duran Juniper, most likely an indication that this is his private sanctuary. I touch the door. <laughs> As you reach Open out, the door. <laughs> you go to turn the door handle, only to find that the office has been locked. Hmm. As I expected. I'll quickly jog back to the body to find a key. Okay. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me. 19. 19. Going through each one of the pockets, you find no key. You quickly look in the best places you could think, around the neck, in the shoes, because that's where I keep my keys. But still, nothing found. <clears throat> I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna quickly palm my thieves' tools, and I'll return to the door and say, "Found, found the keys," and I'm going to attempt to quickly pick the lock. <laughs> Insight check. This is an awfully <laughs> weird key. <laughs> As he's like, as you begin to insert your thieves' tools into the lock, twisting them back and forth, you can begin to hear clicks of the lock. Go ahead and make a sleight of hand check for me. 25. 25. As you continue to push deeper into the lock, more and more of the tumbles begin to click in place before one last loud click as the door unlocks 
put my tools back in my pocket. Good, it was the right one. And I'll push the door open. <laughs> Splendid. Wow, that's so impressive. Sam, you should learn how to do that sometime. All right, Ma. <laughs> Just like, why are the other ways you've disappointed her? <laughs> <laughs> As you enter into Juniper's office, you're immediately struck with the smell of the musty old theater mixed with mahogany and leather. Also, the faintest wisp of sulfur hovers in the air. As you look around, you take in the room. Immediately, you notice two mannequins flanking either side of the door. One is dressed in ancient robes, most likely from the first days of Boku. The second is dressed in a high-ranking guard's attire of greens and yellows. You begin to You begin to survey the rest of the room. You see two large cabinets beside each other on the west walls, both being closed. On the, opposite ride, on the opposite side of the room to the eastern wall, a large bookshelf filled with leather-bound books. Hanging from the walls, you see five well-painted oil paintings of various scenes and people. Lastly, you note the shaggy carpet resting in the center of the floor that leads up to a large dark wood writing desk with a quill, some parchment stacked neatly, and a small lantern on the corner of the desk. I quickly step in and I pull out my casting focus, which is my pipe, put it to the mouth, and uh, I cast uh, Detect Magic. Okay. See if there's anything of magical value in here. As you begin to suck on the end of your pipe, letting a burst of dense smoke out of your mouth, you all watch as it slowly and methodically seems like tendrils reaching through the room, grabbing through each one of the objects all around. It spins around, investigating almost on its own, like fingers. And all at once, the smoke seems to pull back towards Holmes, directly back up into his nostrils. As you open your eyes once again, Hemlock, Looking around, you don't see any of the familiar lights or pings of a magic object or magic in general. Well, it's clear. Let's see if there's anything on his desk that might give us a clue. And I'd like to look for something that's missing. And I'll check the guard outfit. The high-ranking individual mannequin one. Shavi, how would you go about doing that? Yeah, is there, you know, like a, 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 a square on the desk that's not dusty, that's just empty? Out of, of, of a busy desk, is there just an empty square? Is there an empty uh, spot on a bookshelf okay. uh, where a, a book would have been taken? So you're essentially looking for anything out of place. Yeah, literally out of its place. Okay. <laughs> Considering the size of the room, go ahead and roll investigation for me with disadvantage, as you're not specifically looking for something. 
Oh, the first one wasn't very good. It was a nine. Uh, that was the lower one. Okay. As you quickly kind of make your way around the room, looking at the walls, looking at the desk, looking at the floor, there doesn't seem to be anything missing, per se, or out of place. But something tells you you're missing something. I'm missing something? <laughs> or I'm missing something? You're missing something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if you would allow me to uh, search, like continue to walk while while the other members are doing uh, doing things, then I, I would like to continue to walk and, and check. Okay. And, and prod and poke and turn, like lift cushions and lift carpets and look behind paintings. Like I'm, I'm going to do full sweep the examination that I can in the amount of time that, that I have. Got it. Shavi, you begin to make your way around the room. Sam, what are you doing? Uh, Sam's heading over to the desk and trying to go, going to go through those parchment papers to see if there's anything on there that he may be written down, something that just doesn't seem like it'd be theater related, things like that. Okay. As you begin to look through the stack of papers on his desk, oddly enough, you don't find any writing at all. No notes seem to be compiled in this neatly bound parchment. They're all blank? They're all blank. Hmm. Is there a light source in this room? The only light source that you've been able to obtain so far is that from what's coming in through the doorway, as well as you see the lantern sitting on the corner of the desk. I want to hold up a parchment of, like in front of the lantern to see if there it glows if there's any like like watermark type deal or if it's just completely clear as you twist the lantern slightly to allow the flame to erupt you hold the parchment directly in front of it trying to stare through it you can clearly see the light on the other side there doesn't seem to be any writing Are there any drawers on this desk? Absolutely. As you look down towards the desk at behind the front, you do take note of five drawers, two on either sides, and then one directly at the top, center. Start with the center. As you begin to reach down to pull towards the drawer, you take note of what looks to be a small lock. Hmm. Not one that you see on a regular basis. This is, in fact, a cryptic's lock. It contains five discs that spin around, each with a number of letters on them. Eight letters to be... Eight letters on each disc, to be exact. Eight letters. Looks like we got ourselves a little puzzle lock here, guys. 
puzzles. I love puzzles. Let me over here. <laughs> when he eight letters, got to figure out if it spells a word or not. So to correct, there's five discs. Five discs. That's each what I disc <laughs> having eight letters on it. Like if so, it were like a thing, you could roll it eight down. options on five. Print. All right. You know, it would be fantastic if you had a great yeah. DM who actually had set <laughs> something up so y'all could actually see exactly Amazing. what the cryptics looks like. And uh, why don't we show the lovely people at home so they can start guessing as well? Because who doesn't love guessing at my puzzles? Everyone knows I make the best puzzles. We'll be here for two hours. Thank you very much. Oh, right. no. Oh, no. These aren't like my Sudoku's. <laughs> oh, boy. Did the door lock behind us? Do we have to escape this room? The door does not lock behind you. The door is still wide open. Actually, Hemlock and Ron, what are you two doing right now? Ron, after you. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Combs. Uh, is any? I'm going to go look at the the robes. Actually, is there any sort of medallion or ornamental uh, piece on the the robes that are on the mannequin? Walking over to the mannequins, you begin to strip down some of the attire that rests upon them. You see a number of pieces of jewelry, some talismans or necklaces. As you continue to examine these pieces, you do realize that these are the equivalent of theater jewelry. They are made from poor materials, so much so that the gold paint seems to be flickering off of them. Now, with the theater jewelry, I want to kind of give it a once-over, maybe scratch it a bit, uh, almost just investigate to see if there's any words or anything etched in to these uh, items. Looking into them very closely, you see a number of designs that have been carved as inlay. Nothing stands out as words or symbols or letters of anything of that sort. And on the robes themselves, no pockets, no inner pockets or papers I could find in there. You continued your search through all of it. And to your best knowledge, these are simply costumes, maybe, hmm. that hold some kind of significant value to Juniper Duran, or Duran Juniper. But no papers, nothing of significance. Am I able to recall the play that's might have been used in. Uh, yeah, make a history check for me. That was a 17. 17. The robes from ancient times. You vaguely remember the announcement of a play quite a few years ago. You know exactly what these are from. These are from the days of Duran's theater days. Two of his costumes from starring roles from years ago. Hmm. Uh, by any chance of those plays or books on the bookshelf at all? Shavi? 
I don't know. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> Shabby, Shabby's continuing to look around. He's got, he's he's overturning a lot of the, uh, a lot of the the office itself. And while he hears you yelling towards him, he begins to look at the walls around him, far beyond the objects within the room. When he finds an oddity just to the left of the back of the desk. There seems to be scratches in the floor, scratched like arcs, coming directly from the wall. I see. Uh, this, this is from the, from, from, the, from the desk, from a shelf? The origins, you would not know, as there is a Blank wall directly in front of you. I see. Hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh. Well, <laughs> I, I would be able to do that. There's there's a hidden wall here, right? Like I, I I'm able to put it's, two and two together here. It's it's a fair uh, assessment. Well, I, I can see that there are scratch marks along the wall in these multiple arcs, and I would estimate that perhaps there's a hidden door here somewhere. Right here, in fact. I know where it is. I just don't know how to open it. Ron, what are you doing at this moment? Um, while that was all going on, Ron, given his military background, would be checking out that uh, military uniform on the mannequin. Opposite okay. of Carlos. try it on. <laughs> <laughs> Does look well, to be your side. Well past those days, my friend. <laughs> well, as you uh, uh, begin yeah. to check in uh, pockets, um, like the rank and stuff, to see if it's like legitimate or if this is just a costume or you know. Okay. Hi, raiders! Thanks for the ring. Hi, raiders! Hey, raiders! <laughs> As you continue to look through the garments, you do realize that this is but a costume, a sad display of the proper attire, not even close to the authentic thing. Nothing in the pockets, I take it. Nothing in the pockets. Okay. In that case, he will go over to uh, Shavi and try to help him push on the wall or something to see if it just sort of a turnstile situation. <laughs> <laughs> As the two of you kind of hoist up and push against the wall, go ahead and both of you give me an athletics check or one of you with advantage. Uh, um, I'm decent with athletics. Uh <laughs> Pretty good. I'm not. I'm okay. very tiny. All right. <laughs> You'd have better luck using me to pry the door open. Sure thing. I'll do just that. <laughs> so that's pretty good on the first one. That is a 23. 23. 23. I'll, I'll help him push, but I'm a minus one. <laughs> as Ron picks up Shavi and tries to use him as a crowbar. <laughs> You continue to push with all of your mights. It goes nowhere. You try and find a seam in the door, but nothing large enough that you can stick your fingers in, even your t small halfling fingers. 
No good here. I'm gonna go back to this this crypt uh, the cryptic crypt 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 The cryptics uh, lock? Yes. Yeah. Um did we pick up his his wife's name or would that have been known uh since he was such a prominent figure? We asked about the wife, but I don't think we were told a name. No, you haven't been told a name. Uh, mm-hmm. Shavi, make a uh, make a wisdom check for me. Or sorry, history check, not wisdom. Good old plus zero for fifteen. Fifteen. Thinking back, you do remember some notion in the town gazette. You remember seeing a picture of Duran standing next to uh, another beautiful, albeit younger, dragonborn woman. Underneath it, you read the name Duran and Gallia Juniper. Well, that's not it. Well, I, Sam, come on, you, you're my smartest boy. I know you've got an idea in there. What, what are you thinking? Well, what if we just put in his name? Just start spelling out his name inside this thing and see if it works that way. I like that a lot. Go ahead, Mama. I'll let you, I know how you like to do puzzles. Oh, oh, well, oh, all right. And she, she'll start, you think... That she's gonna have issues with her probably arthritic hands, but it goes so fast, like and it's it's in, I think, uh D R A H N Drawn Drawn. Or Duran. Duran. How do you spell Duran? Wow. You take 80 points of 80s damage. For having to ask that question. <laughs> Duran is spelled have... D-U-R-A-N. Oh. Mm. D-U-R-A-N. Depends on if it's an ordinary world or not. Mm. Well, Sam, I, I don't know if it's going to work. The, the letters, they don't match up anymore. <laughs> well, I must have been hearing some other words, so never mind <laughs> on that. Well, my hearing shit these days, so. <laughs> hmm. Anyone else? Anyone else go to my ideas? Did he, thinking back yeah, to yeah. these papers, did he have, uh, uh, or, or, or rumors about the town, did he have a lover? Yes. Mm. What if it's the name of a lover on the cipher? Hmm. You would... Not necessarily no, but thinking back to what the investigator had told you earlier, that the individual known as Duran Juniper had many vices, including companionship beyond his wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, Combs, do you think maybe these blank papers are hidden messages to some of his lovers? Hmm. Or one of his lovers, hopefully. Yes, but... See, How to read it! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy, Winston. Easy. Just go over there. This is my, my one day off. 
I will was ins- a gambling man. I will offer inspiration for that uh, that wonderful <laughs> clerical rage. <laughs> now, Winston, I don't want to draw on your vices, but is there a favorite game you used to play? Um, did you possibly maybe see Mr. Juniper there at any of your um, seedier places of ill repute? Let me think on that. What kind of seedier places? Tell me more about this. He does have a gambling background. Well, uh, well, Madam Winchester, you see, my good friend Winston, uh, he does have severe gambling problems. Yeah. Um, Mm. So, you know. New friends. Yeah, bad impression. Oh, it's all all right, Winston. We we all have our things. Be very interested to find out what yours is. Mm. Well, I I like Maybe not in front of your son. <laughs> oh, he he knows. He he calls it my my medicine sometimes. It's uh, I have a I have a drinking a drinking love. I like to call it. Charming. Thinking back, it let me think. Me. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a history check or do? You... Uh, thinking back, pretty good. You've. <laughs> You may have seen Durand at some of the brothels that you've attended in your past. Mm-hmm. 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 And would I recall uh, him with a young lass on his arm? Maybe I approached? From what you can remember, you've always seen at the lowest three on his arm. Mm. Ah. Oh, scandalous. Try three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these these pages must have some way of revealing some form of information, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Uh, do you mind if I do an uh, arcana check on the, the papers? Actually, no, we did magic. Never mind. That you detected magic already. That's right. Yeah. Nothing showed up. And the pages I'm going were blank. Can I look at them to see if if what was written has pressed down onto the paper and left an impression from the sure. previous yeah. note? You kind of want to do like etchings. If that if that's the DM's recommendation for the best way to get <laughs> the best result yes. possible, I'm gonna definitely go with etchings. Okay. As you begin to look at the papers and looking finally towards them. You don't see any imprints on them necessarily. There's no writings. These just seem to be a stack of parchments used for mundane reasons. I will abandon the, the, the cryptic's idea and continue to search the room for a way to open that door. I think that it's probably locked behind this lock but I'm going to just start pulling candlesticks, <laughs> books, whatever. Just yep. mucking about. Well, try to find while, right while he's doing that, I'd like to... Is there a, like a candle 
on the desk, lit candle or anything like that, or uh, there's there's a lantern, a lantern that's been lit. A lantern. Yep. I'm gonna take the lantern and put the paper in front of it, see if there's anything to see. Oh wow, that was just something that I way. was just doing a minute ago. Oh, yeah. you did do that already? Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind that. That's a great idea, Miss Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh fuck. Tried that. Been there, done that. Now, if we don't figure this out soon, I'm just gonna take my gun out here and shoot the lock. <laughs> They're just blank pages. Ah, Sam, we what do we talk about shooting things? All right, Ma. <laughs> we think first before we shoot. All right, let's just try some random words. We did here. think. We ain't coming up with nothing. So this is my next best solution. Oh, well, um, let's just try some random words. First, we're going to put in drama. Then we're going to put in magic. And then what's what's chat saying? <laughs> Are you looking in your purse? Abigail, as you first move the letters to drama, you find yourself on that word. And as you begin to pull the drawer open, a jolt of electricity bolts through your hands. You take nine <gasps> points of lightning damage. But did she get it open? I, I was unclear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it worth it? <laughs> she continues to pull. Oh. The drawer does not seem to open. God Mama, damn it. Why? Be careful. Well, I, we just gotta are you, try. Are you all right, Mom? Yeah, you, you know me. All right. You, I just, I just, you know, I just gotta take care of y'all, you know? That's not how this works. I I take care of you, Sammy. Next time you got a name, just I'll put it in. I'll take it for you. Abigail, come here for a moment, please. I'll help you out. Don't walk walk her over. He'll take her hand and he'll just cast cure wounds at first level. (laughs) 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 What a nice man! Thank you. For a total of eight. Wow, I feel rejuvenated. Like I just oh, I rolled my... a d4 and added four. I could have rolled a d8. <laughs> just take eight. You did healing words. Okay. Well, that that was mighty kind of you for the, doing that for my mom. I appreciate oh, that. What I do, I am a doctor after all. You're He's splendid at it. Uh, a doctor. Oh, with the gambling problem. Yes, hemlock. Well, uh is there another like there's the desk is there a dresser or something in there too as well so from what again what you've seen is there's two cabinets there's a bookshelf as well as five paintings on the walls and has shabby opened any of those cabinets yet no one has really opened anything i'm going to open one of the cabinets (laughs) wait don't get shocked (laughs) I've done this a million times. As you pull open the cabinets, you find a number more paintings, very well organized and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wrapped up and stored with care. As you turn to the next directly beside it, you open up the second cabinet, which seems to be Juniper's wardrobe closet, with a number of fine suits hanging from it. The paintings. Can I recognize the artist if I do a little history check? Absolutely. None of them. That was 
Ooh, very nice. That's his 25. 25. You do find a, a number of paintings uh, by a man by the name of Abasaur. A very well-known artist throughout most of Boku. The others just seem to be paintings from street vendors, things that he might have acquired over time. Is there any common theme between them? Uh, from as you quickly go through them, you see a number of landscape paintings, another a number of portrait paintings. There doesn't seem to be a common theme at all. Hmm. Damn it. Well, there are other drawers on this desk. How about we start opening up some of the other ones? I'll take the top right hand and pull it out if I can. Okay. Also, out of curiosity, TM. Yes. Would you say the outfit was a guard uniform? Is that how you describe it? Yes, a high-ranking guard's uniform. Guard's uniform. G. Painting. This artist started with an A. These things exist on this thing. Is it just scattered around? I don't know. I'm just... I'm just all over your guys. I'm spinning. <laughs> I, I've gone out of character just because I feel like we got to get this done. <laughs> puzzles are always the thing. <laughs> the first I hate puzzles, it. man. I like riddles. You can't even give me a riddle. <sighs> <clears throat> okay. I'm. Shabby's going to return to that, that armoire with all the clothes. Okay. And I'm going to go through the pockets to try to find a cell phone number. Whatever the equivalent <laughs> is. Love letter, let's say. As you begin to sort through the, um, the, the various pockets, you do find a letter inside. As you begin to read through it, you dare not read it out loud as there is an older lady within the room, and it just wouldn't be right filled with the profanities that are within it. Sure, it's I've seen it all. It <laughs> seems wow. to be a letter from a disgruntled lover, oh. unhappy with the way that their relationship ended. At the end, it's signed, C. Silverbottom. Ah, <laughs> it might start with C. C. No, C. Doesn't get us anywhere. Nope. Um, now, one more letter. By any chance, was there anyone named Clara at Aww. the brothel there? I don't want to point it out to you, Winston, but does that draw your memory? Well, there wasn't recall, sure. necessarily one with a C that stands out. You do. Remember from your superior memory the uh, individual Candace Silverbottom that was sitting within the one of yeah. the rows yeah. at the she theater. Was the, she's the actress, right? Yes. Yeah. That don't line up. Mm. Mm. But didn't she? Didn't she at the beginning say that she should have been cast for the the role? Isn't that what she said? Mm. Of Alara, yeah. Mm. Yes. It was her. <laughs> we did it. Um, uh, all the puzzles except for this one. Shabby <laughs> just puts a note back in into the pocket that he found it in. Okay. 
and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'm gonna try one. What if I'm gonna arrange the word letters to put actor? Okay. A C T O R. Quickly spinning the uh, cryptics around, you finally land on the word actor. Reaching forward, you pull the drawer. Taking 12 points, sorry, Damn. 11 points of lightning damage. Oh, oh shit, it wasn't that. Blast through your hand. <laughs> All right, I believe we need some extra assistance here. Uh, Winston, could you please gather Candace Jackson and, um, oh, what's the other name? Uh, the Theobald? Uh, bring them in for questioning. Why don't I, I suppose? He'll poke his head out the office door and cast Thaumaturgy. Inspector, <laughs> could you please get us Candace, Jackson, and Theobald? Thank you. Okay. Three times my voice's volume, so hopefully he hears it. <laughs> <laughs> Have we opened up both drawers now? On the on the desk, other than that center one, no. I think there were two, right? Yeah, there was five total. So yes. I was reaching there's for the five? top right. Yeah. So uh, there's okay. there's two on either side, and the center drawer, which is the one that is locked. I'll open the bottom left one, uh, but I am going to take a quick look around the seam of the drawer before pulling it open, uh, as to not get uh, electrocuted. Okay. As you begin to make your way around the perimeter of the drawer. You don't see anything necessarily from a mechanical perspective, and knowing full well that magic, detect magic has already been cast, you're no longer concerned. As you pull open the drawer, you can see inside, surprisingly, but not surprisingly at the same time, a small vial, vessel, if you will, that seems to be filled with a whiskey or some type of alcohol, as well as a number of four glasses all around them. Fantastic! We're drinking now! Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Abigail starts drinking. Uh, well, she takes a little bit to get over to the to the drawer, um, but she'll say, "Well, are you gonna are you gonna pour me a drink?" It's not. It's not mine. But uh, I doubt okay. the dead man will care. <laughs> you, 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 you can give me some pie. Uh, I'll just uh, reach I'll over and grab off. it and start pouring. Here you go, Ma. Okay. Let's <laughs> not let this go to waste. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Sammy boy. Pour me and a she'll just, shot too. She's just gonna one shot it, like <laughs> one shot it. Okay. Yeah. See what you did there. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh. This is how I die. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's a 15. 15. As uh, you take the shot back, your vision goes blurry for a moment. But as you give your head a shake, your vision returns back to normal. Ah, wow. That. That felt funny for a little bit. <laughs> We're all good. Well, now now what? I'll check now the we next found drawer. His... <laughs> check all the drawers. The one above it. 
Uh, again, just just check, just taking a quick look around to make sure there's no traps. Yep. I will, I'll assume that that's happening whenever you okay. go through one of the drawers. You go through, and we'll expedite this for the sake of the story, going through mm. all of the drawers in the one directly above it, you find a letter opener with a number of open letters. Uh, a lot of them seem to be bills and final notices of payment. Mm. However, one stands out specifically one that's has the named Carmir etched into it. The letter simply reads, with all of your fa- financing endeavors to ensure the next ministry of free expression, you know what is owed, and I expect it twofold. What have you got there? I uh, uh, I I will share it uh, uh, with um, with uh, Ron, Mr. Winston, and uh, I'll suggest perhaps we should call Carmier in here. That's right. We did ask them. We should have we should have known this. And he'll cast thaumaturgy again. <laughs> Inspector. The name you <laughs> immediately remember as he says the name. The full yeah. name of the individual was Jackson Carmier. Oh, so he is. Yeah, so okay. Jackson Carmier. Yeah. I, my notes only wrote down first names. I'm sorry. Yep. I don't have Jackson. <laughs> okay. Well, on his way then. Okay. Was there another cabinet there? Uh, there was a. There was the two cabinets which you've searched. Then okay. there's a bookshelf on the other side of the wall. Or sorry, on the opposite side of the room. So there's still the the hidden wall, right? Mm -hmm. That we haven't gotten to get. So on the way over to the bookcase, Ron's going to run his hand on the underside of that um, really annoying drawer. Okay. Just to see if there's like a little switch or something. And then he's pulling books. Okay. It doesn't seem that the... um... Wow, that's an unpermitted term, dear Lord. Uh, it doesn't seem like there is a switch or anything close to the wall from that perspective. You don't find any latches, nor do you find any buttons, anything along those lines. You make your way over to the bookshelf and begin to look through some of the titles on the books. Three particular stand out to you. One titled, The Secrets in Imagery, A Guide to Visual Art. Another one, Cracking the Performer's Code, an autobiography. And lastly, Finding the Music Room, A Bard's Tale. Okay. Start by pulling out Finding the Music Room. Because I'm hoping I'm about to find the music room. (laughs) (laughs) As you flip through the book, you don't necessarily find anything specific about a secret room, per se. It's more of a book of philosophy um, written by an unknown bard. Does anyone... uh... Would anyone care to help me with this? 
Uh, I'll come over there, Winston. Um, what was the other two books you had there? The first you saw Secrets was of Imagery. The Secrets in Imagery. In Imagery. Oh. Cracking the Performer's Code and Finding the Music Room. I feel like Cracking the Performer's Code is on Probably the would have told us exactly how the kid was yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would think probably we're going to go with Cracking the Code. As you begin to look... Read through the book. It seems to be an autobiography by a, a female performer, Jensen Tettelbaum. No more than an actual autobiography itself. <clears throat> Can I start looking at these paintings? I'm going to take the paintings out of storage, unwrap them, line them up against the wall. Um, and start looking for this. What was the first book called? The the secret code is hidden in the images or something. Images, yeah. The first was called the <laughs> secrets. We the secrets right in imagery. The second being cracking cracking the performer's code, an autobiography, and lastly finding the music room, a bard's tale. Yeah, I'm gonna start looking at those paintings. Okay, I'm gonna line them all up. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna examine the heck out of them. They're yep. eye level for me. Okay. As you begin to pull out the paintings and unwrap them, you begin to look at something in front of them, but realize that they're quite dusty and have been in storage for quite some time. However, that's when your eye level moves upward just a touch towards the five paintings already hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. What what letters do I see? What five letters do I see on the five <laughs> paintings? Damn it. As you take a look, <laughs> the first painting is a beautiful landscape image of the city of Boku in all of its glory. No yeah. evidence of its fall is present within the painting. Okay. The second painting is seems to be a family portrait of sorts. Staring back from the image is that of the first Grand Ministers, Lucy and Alara Vander, in what looks to be moments after their inauguration. The third painting is an, of an unknown female performer. An orb floats over her outstretched hand, while a number of translucent animals, wearing top hats and smiling, dance around behind her. The fourth painting is that from high above the theater balcony, looking down on stage where a conductor flicks his wand, with a large orchestra stand staring out at the audience. Lastly, the fifth painting is a picturesque view from the mountains near northern Boku, it shows the crystal blue ocean waters looking out from the coastline. Fuck. <laughs> mm. Can I shoot it now? <laughs> <laughs> Can you quickly repeat the middle painting? All I got was unicorn. <laughs> the second, the third painting? The third painting is a, of an unknown female performer. An yeah. orb floats over her outstretched hands, while a number of translucent animals wearing top hats smile and dance around mm. her. That's three letters that could be, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unknown, orb, top hat. <laughs> three letters. 
There's something in the so, T's. There's T's there. <laughs> Boku, Lucy or Alara for the second letter. Whatever the third one is. Orchestra and mountains. So O B L something O M B E something O M. Those don't make words. Those don't make words. He said crystal. <laughs> Crystal clear water, but mountains. Oh, so I don't could, know. Do M. No, yeah, it could be a C at that. These don't make words, though. Well, well just try something. God damn it. <laughs> hey, what Ma, it have, is. have another drink, Ma. If we go B E T S, bets something. Um. <gasps> no. What? Randomly. <laughs> just because I have to. <laughs> Winston walks over to the lock and he's going to type it, put in B E T S A. Betsa. <laughs> As you put the name into the, the lock and try and pull on the door, you Just, also you gotta have, you gotta get this take 13 <laughs> points. Jesus Christ! Of lightning. It's worse. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. I don't know why I thought it would be that. That's very silly. <laughs> okay. Chat, help us, man. I'm so why? <laughs> Dave, why are you doing this to us? Tell you what, why don't we take a short break? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you guys can think about it. And in the meantime, chat, go ahead and think about it as well. I've yet to see the correct answer in chat so far. Damn it. Oh, that means it's your fault. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, people. we will be back in a few short moments. Um, uh, in the meantime, go ahead and get your apple juices, your orange juices, your blood juices, your painting juices. And Cherry Bombette, if you're out there, stay tuned. Because we'll be back. We will be back. Uh, leave the dials up then? Okay. We will go ahead and do that. I will go ahead and uh, we will mute the, uh, we will mute the stream and you guys can go ahead and pick away. We'll be right back, guys. Help us. Also, don't forget to use exclamation mark roll to be entered to win a giveaway for an awesome thing. Mithril, Dave's here. Don't disappoint him. Hi, chat. Hi, Did chat. we figure it out? No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, okay. with that said, why don't we go ahead and just jump back into the episode then? What up? Okay. As you I, all I'm... stare at the lock, baffled by its secrets. Sorry, Chavi, you wanted to say something? Well, not if you're going to give us the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do something so stupid as that? Besides, um, I've already uh, given you the answer. Yes. You, yes. Given us you too did. many Four times you did. Too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you saying we have all we need? I, I was going to go in and investigate the frames and the back of the paintings. Okay. Uh, as you do, you begin to look around the paintings, the frames themselves, 
you go through the first two paintings and don't necessarily find anything when you hear a All knock right. on the door. That must be the inspector. Come in. Ah. Uh, yes, right. Uh, Ron, I believe you called some individuals in. Would you like me to send them all in at the same time, or would you like them all at once? All, all in at once, please. All right, well then. You three, in you go. You now see three individuals walk through the door, one wearing a very sparkly, almost made from diamonds themselves. A beautiful blonde woman walks through the door. Directly behind her, a man in a dark black suit, a large brimmed hat over his head. The last that walks in the room is a man in fine, almost government-like robes. You would recognize these individuals, each as they come in, as Candace Silverbottom, Jackson Carmere, and Theo Theobald Hast. Good evening, folks. You might have wondered why we all brought you in here tonight. How are you all doing? They all chime up almost at the same time. This is a mockery. I have nothing to do with any of this. I can't believe you're bringing me in here like this. This is a complete waste of my time. Yes, well, I'm not sure what I'm doing here, but uh, I'm sure to oblige. Ah, oh, well, yes. Gathering closely, um... Are we going to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind? Um, I am then going to take my pipe, put it toward my mouth, and cast Zone of Truth. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, folks, uh, the sorry, I think it's the it's a save is uh, Charisma thirteen for them. Okay. Well, that's not going to pass. Okay. As you blow smoke outward towards them, you see it begin to circle around all of them in a light gray wisp. It seems Candace's eyes begin to glow and light up a, a pinkish hue, while the two men, Jackson and Theobald, kind of just cough a little bit and glare back at you. Oh, well, uh, apologies for this. this. This is just merely a part of the investigation as you were uh winston would you mind bringing over the candle of course yes right away um, as you can see get his tinder box out and kind of just light a uh, a small candle okay all right so we have a series of uh questions here that we would like to just ask you while our colleagues in the back try to work with uh some well cipher um well while he's doing this winston's kind of like getting very close to each of them and just kind of like eyeing them eyeing them down okay but merely precautionary uh now jackson huh? how are you today sir yeah well <laughs> um <laughs> i would love to ask you uh were you a good friend of the uh, recently departed? I mean, good friend, you know, acquaintance, associate, you know, it's it's hard to put a label on these kind of things. Right, right, right. Um, 
I mean, our good friend over here, we we did find some documents, as it were. Uh, who has the paper? Is it Shabby? Uh, I've put them back. One moment. Uh, he'll, run, he'll scurry over and grab it and then uh, unfold it and uh, hand it to Combs. Thank you, Shavi. Um, and as we see here, and I unfurl it out, do you remember writing this, Jackson? I might have remembered writing it. I might not. Who's to say that I wrote something like that? Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. The letter, the letter says that you wrote it. I mean, he begins to look around nervously. I, I mean, it's anyone could have written a name down. It's not like it's mine. Well, is this your writing? I, who's to say? It could be. It might not be. Hmm. Insight check. Go ahead and give me an insight check. Fourteen plus seven, twenty-one. 21. You can tell by the sweat now coming off of his brow and the twitchiness of his eyes darting back and forth throughout the room. He does seem nervous in this situation, more so with a letter being produced in front of him. Hmm. Um, Winston, would you like to do our normal little uh, initiation, as it were? Would you hold the candle over Mr. Jackson's hand real nice and close? Oh, whoa, 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 okay, okay, okay. Listen, I didn't do none of this. I wouldn't take him out. Besides, he owed me too many coins. It's true, Holmes. Coins. Uh, Once again, it's... Motive doesn't quite add up, does it? Yes, yes, oh. yes. And as he moves over to the next person that was in line for questioning, he will ever so accidentally touch the lit candle to their to his hand and see his reaction. What the hell? Oh, my, my apologies. I'm so sorry. Very clumsy. <laughs> he is a little shaky, as it were. <laughs> I'm a uh, dignitary, you know. Uh, well, thank you. Um... Uh, you you may go, Jackson. Thank you. Yep. He turns uh, and walks out the room. Gives a, a smirk towards the inspector as he leaves. Candice, how are you today? You look ravishing, as you are. I'm very well, thanks. Albeit, I should have been in this production. There's no reason for me not to have been, other than spitefulness. By that jackass. I'm sure. Naturally. Nah, uh, of course. You know, it's all been the talk of the town. What color is her hair? <laughs> it's it's a very platinum blonde. Maybe you just did not have the correct red crimson color to play the... Well, everyone knows that you can simply dye your hair for a role. That's not beneath me at all. No, well, this was personal. Why would we ruin such beauty? What's that? Why would we ruin such beauty? Well, clearly they weren't looking for a star actress like myself for the performance. Clearly, neither of them cared so much. He throws his hands behind his back. Needless to say, you were a little upset, were you not? Yes, I was very upset. Hmm. 
So much so that you would go to the lengths of getting even, would you say? Oh, my dear, that's so far below me. Of course I wouldn't murder anyone. I have various ways that I'd like to see them toil and trouble and cause them pain as much as possible. Not so much in a physical sense, but from a societal level. I could have crushed him like a bug had he not thrown me to the curb. Hmm. Insight check. <laughs> Thank you, Winston. <laughs> um, from Hemlock's spell, you would have known that she was the one who... She was the one who is telling the who truth. Who is telling That's the right. truth. Okay, never okay. mind then. Hmm. hmm. Yes, the prick lied to me, you see. He always said that if anything were to happen, it would be just the two of us. He would always say... Just the two of us in his little scarlet room, that I was his bliss. Interesting. Oh. Winston. <gasps> Winston? It fits. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, got it. <laughs> Madam, we all up. Is Madam, that all we have for? Well, Abby runs Sam. over to see if prick works. <laughs> <laughs> Winston. Winston, <laughs> you forget your manners. I grab Candace's hand and I say, it's been a pleasure to meet you. And I, as I go to kiss her hand, I put it just directly over the flame. Okay. As you do, she pulls her hand back as well. Ah. Well, I'd say it was oh. a pleasure, but clearly it has not been. Am I free to go? Oh, just, uh, one, one second. I must speak with my colleague. Yes, Winston. Oh, no, just... Dreadfully sorry, ma'am. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> Join the others and apologize for, for everything. Hmm. Doodaloo. Very good, as she turns and hand. walks out the door. Hmm. And Is last... Right? Uh, go so ahead. Just go ahead and put in bliss <laughs> into the lock while they're talking. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Okay. As so, you yeah, begin to rotate that, the discs... I wanna his reaction jackson or who's left theobald theobald's okay as you begin to turn the discs lining up the word bliss as soon as the last s is put into place you hear a loud click come from oh. the desk come on now fire <laughs> there it is and everyone wow. dies <laughs> the end <laughs> As you immediately pull the drawer open, wondering exactly what's inside, you find nothing but a single button directly in the center of the drawer. There's nothing in here. I'll clear. I'll I'll uh, give a dramatic pause, uh, looking up at them over the table, and uh, I'll press Not the button back at you, knowingly. As you press the button, you hear some gears turn in the walls behind you, a few clicks and clacks before right where the panel was with scraped arches suddenly begins to open. Well, I, I'm ready to move on. And Abigail will just start moving, moving her walker towards the, the 
while it's open. Okay. Uh, well, we'll give you a head start. We'll meet you up there in about half an hour. All right. See you there. What what can we see from where we are into this door? As you begin to make your way, all of you, over to the door, you hear... Oh. We still have a guy to interrogate. Yeah, there's still one left. You hear an individual <laughs> clear their that, voice. I mean. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, well, am I still needed here? Or can I leave? Um, Mr. Theobald. Shit. Winston, you said you were going to check on something when we were doing the fire or something? I, I No, I wanted to look at his face when he, when the door opened to see if, like, he gave a tell at all. From what you saw, he was simply examining his fingernails. As the door opened, he looked up just slightly without even raising his head before looking back down at his nails. Hmm. Theobald, is it? Yes, your Mr. Hast, please. Oh, my apologies, Mr. Hast. Your relation to the deceased is? My relation? I have no relation to that man at all, other than the fact that he ruined my campaign. You see, his financing for Alfric cost me the election. Hmm. Interesting. And... Would you say that uh, you would want revenge? Revenge? Revenge is so beneath me, my dear man. No, I would prefer to see him ruined rather than dead. It's so much more mm, titillating. Mm. Inside check. Go ahead and make an insight check. <laughs> another 21 21 beats my seven uh you can tell from uh, the way his demeanor is his stature is he really doesn't care to be there at this point nothing around him is bothering at this point he's very nonchalant about the entire thing all right well uh winston i think we can let him go don't you think I don't see why not. Excuse me. Oh, and he does a little trip over his own foot and drops the candle onto him. <laughs> you must get that, that, that wall wound looked at. As the candle falls over top of him, he jumps back a little bit. Oh, my God, you're getting wax all over my robes. Apparently. Mr. Hass, before yeah, you go, basically. you may want to speak to Mr. Kamiya because Duran got his money from him. Interesting. Perhaps a new financier for my next run. Uh, thank you very much, small man, as he turns and walks out the door. Hmm. Now well, turning your attention towards the doorway. The minute that you look inside, your eyes are immediately disoriented by the scarlet-colored room. The walls, curtains, pillows, all a crushed red velvet. Ooh. Even the wood of the bedposts, table, and armoire give a reddish tint to the room. Upon first glance, nothing seems to be out of place for that of a charlatan's abode. However, as you gaze upon the floor, you notice something quite out of place. 
directly in front of you, the rug has been pulled back, and a strange symbol circled running its perim- with a circle running its perimeter is carved into the floor. The circle spreads out about two feet. In the center of a circle, strange, unworldly geometric shapes have also been carved. On the exterior of the circle, five candles have been posted equal distance. But most peculiar is the beautiful lute that sits directly in the center atop the carvings. Sorry, lute or a lute? <laughs> lute, a, a lute, like a strumming oh. lute. Disappointed rogue. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, the carvings and engravings uh, infernal in nature? Do you know the infernal language? I can cast comprehend languages, and I will. Okay. As you once again take a puff of your pipe, blowing the smoke out onto the symbols itself. They begin to change in your mind's eye to that of a language more comprehensible to you. You immediately recognize this as infernal. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And does it say anything that I could understand, or is it just mostly like an incantation? It is very much an incantation. All right. Well... We have an infernal on our hands. Uh, I mean, as we could already tell. Uh, the loot, though, uh, it's resting in the middle of the circle? Yes. Hmm. Well, I do fancy myself a little bit of a musician from time to time when I go and grab it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> as you pick it up, you turn it towards yourself, and as you do, you see goblets and goblets of blood now leaking out from directly inside of the loot itself. Well, we found the blood. I think we have. Careful, careful, Holmes. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's, let's think about here what we figured out. We have an infernal on our hands. Now, I'm not sure if the three of you were privy to what we were doing there, but the infernals are, in fact, immune to flames. Hence our little candle trick, right, Combs? Yes. (laughs) Which only leads us to believe that Jackson, Candace, and Theobald are, in fact, not our murderer. But Candace did mention the Scarlet Room. I'm sure she's been here many a time. Yes. Shouldn't they have just been pretending to be affected by the fire? It's a possibility, I suppose. Hmm. (laughs) Another puzzle for us. (laughs) Yeehaw! Well, Abigail is taking her walker and she's taking a stroll around the room and seeing if there's anything else that her her little old eyes can spy Okay, upon. Abigail, with your little old eyes, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Let me give you a hand there, 
Abigail, cast guidance. I very much need that in my eyesight. It's super Extra D4. shitty. <laughs> okay. Extra D4. I rolled a one on that. Oh, okay. So, well, no, the D4 is a one. So, hold on a minute. Uh, what am I looking for? Investigation? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> With all the dice and my a modifier, that is a 12. Welcome to monks. Where am I? Sam, where are my glasses? You're a monk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> As you begin to search around the room, you do find a strange book just off to the sides. As you begin to flip through the pages, you find similar insidious symbols of that on the floor. You continue to search around for a few moments. And that's when you see something strange and out of place. A small tear of fabric. That of a bluish turquoise gown. As you lift it up to show the rest of the group, from far off inside of the theater, you hear a blood-curdling scream. It seems to be coming from the theater stage itself. Oh, shit. Oh, not again. Uh, you t- Someone pick up Abigail. We gotta go now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ma, hop on my back. We got this. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> She'll try and get into a piggyback. <laughs> well, <laughs> carrying her walker. I'll, I'll, I'll grab that. <laughs> As all of you quickly make your way towards the theater, <laughs> rushing towards whatever, wherever the st- scream came from, you push back the curtains from behind the stage and see two individuals just off to the left. A loud burst as the door opens from the other side of the theater, from the reception hall. The inspector and more of the guards come running forward. As you slowly approach the two beings curled up on the floor. You now see blood pouring out all around them. Oh. Well, this ain't good. Do we recognize them? A woman softly cries, sobbing to herself. You remember the turquoise blue gown. You remember the ceremonial robes now stained in red. As the face of Uwuna, Uwona looks up towards you, her makeup smeared as tears run down her face. It, was, it wasn't supposed to be this way. We just... We, we wanted to do something special for the people. We. The inspector begins to approach Uwona. It's all right, lass. Just take it easy. Stay calm and tell us everything that happened. We've done the research. 
We had heard of the tale of Quilius as he stepped through the portal. We knew an artist like that wouldn't... They'd be able to survive. They'd be able to survive. So we just wanted to bring him back. We tried. Oh. We tried. There was done? a book that was found. Afric found it. It was supposed to summon him forward. We, we placed the sigils on the ground. We made the sacrifice. But what came out couldn't have been Quilius. It had such red eyes. It tore through him, ripping open his chest right there in front of us. It ran out. We knew we had to say something, but we, we didn't know what to say. Alfred said to remain quiet until after the performance. <laughs> now he can't say anything. The inspector reaches down towards Uona, raising her to her feet, holding on to her shoulders. Alas, what happened here? It came for him. It came for us. Alfred stood in the way. He saved me. And then again, it disappeared in a flash. It disappeared. It disappeared. She continues to repeat it over and over again, seemingly stricken with madness from the loss of her beloved. All right, then. To the rest of you. I'd like to thank you for helping us with this investigation. I'm sure we wouldn't have been able to make it this far without you. Clearly, we have the culprit in hand. I think, unless there is anything you need to tell us, the guards can probably take it from here. Is there anything that you've found? I present the evidence of Jackson with the threat uh, and potential the, through nefarious means, I believe Jackson was uh, potentially threatening this as well. I know we have our answer here, but I believe this might lead to some further investigations down the road. Interesting. Thank you kindly. Is there anything else that you wish to tell us? Anything else you've found? The back room, where apparently they did that summoning, where the loot filled with blood. You say a loot full of blood back there, in a sacrifice room. Well, that's what... I may not know much about it, but it sure looked like that to me. Aye, you three. Go check it out. He waves the guards onward to the back room. Is there anything else you can tell me? Fabric? The fabric. <laughs> yeah, um, Mrs. Winchester will tell you. <laughs> she found it. She was looking at 
we found, we found, well, I'm all startled now. Let me get my glasses on. Uh, we, we found some fabric that was uh, blue, turquoise, and um, spark, turquoise, turquoise, spark, sparkly, red, here. As you hand over the piece of fabric, as he stands Uona up, you see a large tear in the bottom of her dress. Seemingly a perfect match to the fabric that she hold, that he holds in his hand. I well this seems to have done it. Unfortunately, good intentions gone bad to say the least. I'd like to thank you all for your assistance in this matter, but I think we can take it from here. As he begins to walk her off the stage, his eyes suddenly go wide for a moment. Blood begins coming from his mouth as you hear the rattling of chains coming from directly behind him. Strange, mystical chains now wrapping around both of them, pulling them high up into the scaffolding above. You hear one last scream from Uona before she disappears into the darkness above. Are we going to do anything about this? Open and shut case. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one, Winston. <laughs> well done. Uh, Jesus. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I am at a loss. I... Somebody move off right now. <laughs> Don't do anything magical. I just, I just be myself. All right. I, I don't know. Uh, I pull my revolver and get in front of Maul. <laughs> I got you, Maul. <laughs> pull out my warhammer. <laughs> I do you hear, have a, uh, you hear a rapier the, of warning. <laughs> you hear the calls and screams coming from the catwalk above. You can hear Uona calling for help above. Almost like there's ladders on either side of the yeah, wings, yeah, guys. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Jesus. We will make our way to the ladders. I mean, everybody's getting killed. I'm a little hesitant. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I got the ladder. Little guy first that can barely reach the rungs. I'll go up first. Oh, God. I love heroes. <laughs> we didn't say we were heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Not a hero. As each of you now, hand over hand, climbing up the ladder to the catwalks above. As you crest the very top, now standing on the scaffolding, directly in the center, you see a fiendish individual, shrouded in chains, seemingly pulling into the interiors of the inspector. As it turns its face towards you, you see the glowing, deathly, demonic, red eyes of a chained devil looking back towards you. And with that said, I need y'all to roll some initiative for me, please, oh, and yay. thank you. Is there supposed to be music? I don't hear anything. Uh, there's... Nope. Hold on. Wait. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Hang on. 
Nope. God damn it. Just keep rolling initiative. That'll <laughs> that'll do. It. All right, I'll do it. Just do, like that. Just do that. Just do that. All right, let's get you guys over to here. <laughs> Jeez. What? <laughs> what? Why can't Love I? Abigail. Oh, that's why. <laughs> God. <laughs> hilarious i forgot to do this beforehand uh thanks for putting me at the back you're very welcome uh, <laughs> question right off the bat how far of a drop is it from here uh it's about 30 feet down 30 feet down okay hell damn so 3d6 damage <laughs> that's not why i was asking no, too, but that's also good to know <laughs> Damn it, the ladder's only 24 feet long. <laughs> I would just like to note that Abigail climbing up the ladder was a feat to behold. Out yeah, of I nowhere, you could just see her. She like strapped her walker around her back and she turned into like a different human being. Uh, right, right. Show them what you got. <laughs> Let me get this over here and then this here. Perfect. Uh, and we'll pull it back a little bit. Uh, all right. Sam. Oh, uh, yeah, that would help. I got 17. 17. Shavi. Eight. Amazing. Hemlock. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. Ron. Fifteen. You guys oh. are in sync. Abigail. Rosies? Abigail. Uh, natural one. You go first. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, Seventeen. Same as same as my boy. That's right. Winchester's going to show how it's done. <laughs> God. We're demon hunting with the Winchester's. <laughs> Wow. Yes! It's amazing! <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> All right. Supply, surprisingly enough, with her uh, absolutely amazing, amazing agility, Abigail, you're up first. What would you like to do? I have lots of agility. Thank you very much. Yeah, Abigail. <laughs> well, uh, I guess. Uh, so, are we agreeing that even right now, like everything is half speed for her? Dave, so my walking speed is half of 45? Correct. Okay, so help me. What is that, 20 and change? 20 and change? 22 and a half? Okay, so... Oh, fuck. She can't make it. Oh, brutal. I guess Abigail will... Yeah, so the the grid is kind of screwed up. It's um, it, each one of the uh, scaffolding panels or catwalk panels are five feet, so okay. it'd be five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. So you can get pretty close to them. All right. Well, Abigail will get pretty close. 10, 15, 20, oh, 25. Oh, but not close enough. Fuck. Music. Key point a bonus to move closer. I can do that. Still use your action. 
Uh, okay, I'll do that. I use a key point to move closer. How do I? Okay. As a bonus right. action. Oh, dash as a bonus action. Okay. Um, okay. So then I get Abigail in a speed of blur. <laughs> she gets in close. <laughs> a little white smear. All right, Mama. <laughs> All right, uh, Abigail will uh, take her walker and uh, she will spin it around and use it to smack this thing in the face. Okay. Go ahead and make an attack for me. Okay. That is... Uh, 17 to hit. 17 absolutely hits. As the walker comes crashing down, you hear it kind of clink against the chains wrapped around the de- the devil's body. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. Um, she will also use a key point to, uh, use Stunning Strike. Um, that's a con save that I need, so will I roll damage? Okay. That first one. Um, that is going to be a 23. Mm. That passes. Uh, so, damage is, uh, nine points of damage. Okay. Um, she'll use another key point to do Flurry of Blows and... Uh, with an unarmed attack, uh, use her left hand to do a double slap. How dare you! And just (laughs) double slap. Uh, So both of them, one, the first one is, oh god, the first one's a nat one. Uh, Second one's a nat 20! (laughs) Jesus. Nice. Yeah! The first attack you make, it swings completely wide. Uh, as it does, you scrape your hand along some of the chains, finding out that it's barbed. You take three points three points of piercing damage. Ow! Why would they do that? However, it, as you wave your hand, kind of blowing on it a little bit, with your other hand quickly moving towards the chain de- devil, you slap it hard across the face. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. So Abigail rolled max damage on her die. She rolled a six. So that's a 10, so 20 with the slap. Okay. Abigail. The slap her around the world. <laughs> the chain devil smiling at you as you try your feeble attempt the first time, catching your hand directly on his change and cutting it up, not prepared for the walloping right hand of a grandma across his face. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Yeah, my 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 flurry of blows gives me the opportunity to disengage so Abigail will slowly back away with <laughs> the like what, I think she has like 10 extra feet left or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just, fuck you! Get away from me! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so with that said, Sam, you're up. Uh, Hemlock, you're on deck. Do we have control? No. All right. You should. Yeah, I do. I don't. Uh, yes, you do. Are you on the paintbrush? It looks like he's on the paintbrush. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. My bad. (laughs) Had too much of that whiskey in the other room. All right. I'm gonna move off to the side here. And my attacks are going to be with Sharpshooter. So I'm going to take my two shots at him. All right. Pulling out my gun. Pop, pop. Two okay. shots. Ooh, that's probably not going to hit. So the first shot as a 10 to hit. 
as you pull out your weapons, staring down the scope, you line it up with the chain devil as it he seems to be drawn away towards your mother, stepping away from him. However, your movement has caught his eye. He's able to quickly dodge out of the way as the first bullet whizzes past him. And the second shot would be a dirty 20. Dirty 20. The second shot, you quickly reload shooting once again. You catch directly in the shoulder, throwing it off guard a little bit, or off kilter a little bit. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. 25 points of damage. Okay. Then I want to axe and surge to take two more shots. Fifteen and six, so that'll be twenty-one. Twenty-one. Still off kilter, looking down at his shoulder, snarling back at you. You do not hesitate in any way, shape, or form. Pulling back the hammer and pulling the trigger, you let two rounds burst out. The first catching him on the other shoulder as it pushes him further back towards the edge. So that first one was 19 damage. Okay. And then the second shot to hit, that's an 18 plus 6. So that's 24. 24. Next, taking your next shot. For 20 points of damage. Okay. And that's it. As the bullet catches the stomach of the creature, be- the blood, a black ooze, begins to pour out of its stomach. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I'm going to use... Let's see. Do I have a bonus action? Yeah. I'm going to use a bonus action. I'm going to use a superiority dice and give temporary hit points to my ma for four temporary hit points. Oh, thank thank you, Sammy boy. Now I'm done. Okay. As you do this, the chain devil snarls back towards you. As it raises his hands to the sky, you watch as a number of chains now animating in front of you rushes directly towards your mother. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't like this. Dave's finally getting his revenge on a monk. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Rob. (laughs) Hey, you just have to live with beating up on a little old lady. As, you, <laughs> as you're able to dodge out of the way of two of the chains, two of the others catch you just off guard, wrapping around your waist. You feel the barbed wires or the, the barbed tentacles piercing into your skin. You take 22 points of slashing damage, and I need you to make a uh, either a deck save or and a strength save for me. Sure glad I gave oh. you those four. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, ow, I'll be making a deck save. Thank you very much. Uh, that's a 17. Uh, 17 does succeed as you're able to shake out of the chains, resisting the grapple. <laughs> All right, with that said, Hemlock, you are up. Ron, you are on deck. I look. Uh, I look over at Ron. I'm like, Ron, Winston, would you want to come with me? I, I go where you go, Holmes. 
Comes. Right, I, I, I grab him. <laughs> I grab him and I cast Thunderstep. Uh, Hell yeah. With the, it should be with along with the, my carry limit actually. Okay. Uh, with my weight. Um, so must make a Constitution saving throw, and we're gonna go right beside over here. That's thirty feet wide, ten feet. I'll go like right here. Actually, sorry, it'll be in the spot. Okay. So, would I be anywhere within five feet, right, of him? Yes. Yeah. It's con thirteen. Me? Uh, no. Uh, for uh, the. What are you casting? Um, uh, Thunderstep. Okay. Uh, that is going to be, what is this con? That is a 16. 16, all right. Still takes uh, 3d10 thunder damage on a failed save, so. Okay. One second. Oh, I'm all turned around. Get your shit together, Combs. Uh, five. <laughs> uh, it's... It's going to be uh, uh, 10. 10 points of damage. <laughs> okay. Damage. As you that. suddenly apparate directly in front of a thunderous roar appears, is sounded all around the, the scaffolding. It rumbles directly in front of the chain devil as the force of the sound wave smashes directly into him. You hear the crumple of a few of its bones from the impact. It is not looking healthy at this point. Uh, as a as my bonus action, I'm just going to take get a look directly in the face of this dwarven Winston and, and say, "You've got this. Take it home." And cast a bardic inspiration on him. Is that okay. a D8? One D8. Yes. Yeah. And that's All it. Right. That's my turn. As he passes the baton over to you, Winston, what would you like to do? Shavi, you're on deck. Winston looks back at Combs. <laughs> and he, like, shoves his hand into his face and kind of just, like, face mushes him, right? Yep. Just kind of one of these. And casts Inflict Wounds at third level. Okay. Uh, attempt to. So that's this plus a D8. Good thing I had that D8 because I was in that one. Plus seven, just eight, plus seven is 15. 15. As you begin to summon the necrotic energies again, Hemlock, you see the blackish energies now emanating from your companion's hand. However, as you stare into the eyes of this chained devil, it stares back, its eyes glowing redder and redder. It seems that it does not take effect. Fuck you. Healing word. Language. Bonus action to <laughs> Abigail. Um, oh, thank you. Six points of healing. Ha. So helpful. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Is there anything else you'd Shavu? like to do on your turn, Winston? Yep. Okay. Shavi, you're up. What would you like to do? Abigail, right, you're on deck. My, my movement. Uh, Five-ish, 10, 15, 20, 25. And I will 
use my bonus action to dash another 5, 10, 15, 20. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw one of my daggers at him. Okay. Now there are two of your companions oh. kind of standing in the way right now. It's a nat 20. Nicely done. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Nat 20s all around, baby. Yeah. Oh, for a 26 total. Uh, so that'll be, I don't know how you, how do you add them? So uh, rolls are doubled and then add the damage. Rolls are double. The, the damage button. rolls are doubled. Damage, okay. damage rolls are doubled, and then add the modifier to it. So, so I rolled a two and a three, so that'll be five, ten plus three, thirteen. Okay. But because my uh, friends are within five feet of this guy, and you I do get, I get sneak, sneak attack. attack. Yes, you do. For three d six. Which is kind of lame. It was only six, so oh, a total of nineteen two. damage. Right? Nineteen damage. As sneak you attacks oh, I... double too, right? Yeah, all dice are doubled. Yeah, yeah. your sneak <gasps> attacks doubled as well. So that's so that'll 12 be, uh, plus 25. 25. Damn. 25. All right. As you quickly make your way over to the optimal position, you uh, bring the dagger up to your mouth for a second, considering exactly as your companions begin to move around back and forth. You know you have to make it through a very tight gap in order to get to the devil. However, with confidence, Shavi, you let loose the dagger flying out of your hand as it twists and twirls in the air, just moving past Ron's cheek, barely missing him. It pierces directly into the chest of the chained devil. As it lets out a blood-curdling scream, it falls down to one knee, Breathing heavily, but still up. Ah. Barely. Get him! Uh, Mama, finish him off. All right. <laughs> All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> Am I going? Am I okay to go? Yep, you're up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail will will put her glasses on and she will take a, a shot of whiskey and she'll, <laughs> she'll, just, she'll just say all right last time we were playing now we're gonna fuck around and she's gonna... <laughs> Jesus, oh, such language <laughs> hi heavens <laughs> she's gonna take her walk I think I'm in love <laughs> She's gonna move in and uh, she's gonna take her uh, first attack again. She's gonna do a turnaround and uh, hit this, try and hit this guy with her walker. Okay. Uh, that is a 18 to hit. 18 absolutely hits. As you spin around with your walker, catching it just on the side of its jaw, you hear it crack underneath the pressure. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. Uh, so that's three, so that's seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Okay. Uh, she will take her second attack, and she will this time take her walker and try and jab him in the eye with one of the, <laughs> the ends. You gotta, okay. you gotta take the little tennis balls take off the, the tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> Playtime is over. 
it's like unsheathing a sword really. yeah. oh my god 11 plus 7 oh 18 18 again 18 in that case abigail <laughs> come on tell us the tale of how you vanquished your mightiest foe well, Abigail will say um, as she takes her walker up, this is what it feels like to see through my eyes. And then she'll take that one pole and jam it right through his <laughs> Right through, out through the other side of his head. Okay. As Kung Fu drunk grandma raises her walker <laughs> high in the air, thrusting it down towards the face of the creature, it pierces not only through the eye, but through the back of the head gives us a little bit of twitching as the dark red eyes go to black. As you pull the walker out, you watch as the body of the creature falls off of the scaffolding and another loud, sickening thud of a body is heard on the theater floor once again for the I sure evening. hope nobody was underneath that. Oh, my dagger was there! <laughs> <laughs> And as you all look upon Abigail, she raises her walker to the sky. Yeah! <laughs> That's Mama. Impressive. Good show, man. Good show. Live my glory days! I knew I brought you along for a reason. Uh, hey, you learned from the master. That's right. You taught me well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as Have some of that pie. <laughs> oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to wipe the blood off of your hands, love. <laughs> I've seen worse in my days. It adds flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you take a few moments to eat some of that wonderful apple crumble as a group, as a wonderful victory had to all of you. As you do, you hear Uona, please, a little help. Oh, uh -oh. <laughs> <We> <laughs> <fell> on her. <laughs> As you pull Rush her off over. the chains that she seems to be wrapped around in. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> slowly taking the body of the inspector off as well, you do find that he is still breathing, albeit barely. As Winston quickly casts a restorative spell on him. His eyes begin to open up once again. 14 health. You carefully make your way down the ladders with the two individuals. Abigail Firepole slides down the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you got some pep in your step, Grandma. Dear Lord. She had a drink, all right. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and as you finally make your way down to the bottom, you find the guards standing there wait, waiting and ready. They take Uona into custody. Wait, not yet. Hmm? Hmm? I hope you understand what you have put everyone through today. But I know it came from a place of pure intention. And with that in mind, perhaps 
There's a little good that can come out of this. I'm going to cast Speak with Dead on the Infernal. And as it comes to life, I want to ask it just one question. The eyes begin to glow red again. (laughs) As it takes in a large breath, it begins to speak. Nasura. Nasura. Cast uh, comprehend languages. Just in time. You only make out one word. Gone. Oh. Oh. Winston. Gone. I uh, hope that at least gives you closure. Uona bows her head down, tears again running down her cheeks as she sees once again the body of her beloved off to the side of the stage. As a few guards help the inspector and Uona outside of the building, leaving you within the theater. About to leave, a few of the guards that you remembered earlier walk up to you, specifically to Hemlock. Sir, we went and searched the rooms, as you had said, and found all in order, but one. You mentioned a loot. Yes, the one dripping with blood. We did not find any loot, sir. That's impossible. None of you took it, did you? I wasn't going near that thing. Look, look at me. To me. As you all stand around looking in confusion at one another, outside of the theater, in the dark streets, a song is heard. Played by loot that has not been heard for a hundred years. And that, my friends, is we're going to wrap up the session for the evening. Aww. I thought we were going to Oh, it. my God. I thought you were going to play it. I thought you were going to play the song. No. Oh. That means, that means the... I know. Well done. Well done. So, with that said, Ladies and gentlemen, I only have one thing left to say. To all the adventurers out there, whether you're enjoying your time in a theater or find yourself against a fiendish entity from the Nine Hells, I beg of you all one word of caution. Be careful out there. You can trip. We'll see you all next week, guys. Love your faces and take care.